Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Rootspace Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Today I want to talk a bit about trades and a bit about eh, what to sort through and what to pay attention to and what not to. Um, the Cubs are going to make some trades. The Cubs are going to make some trades, whether you like it or not, whether I like it or not. They're going to make trades anyway. It was more of a question of which kind of trades were they going to make. Were they going to make veteran for prospect trades or were they going to make prospect for veteran trades? They were going to make one or the other. The question was which. And with the 11-game losing streak and the 8 to nothing loss to Philadelphia last night, yeah, they're going to trade veterans for prospects. Now, there's a whole lot of people spouting a whole lot of different stuff, and I'm not even bothering to try to read it because people are trying to say things just to get people to click. And clickbait is rubbish. I did happen to see one interesting little thing that seemed to align with something that I had already thought doesn't make it more accurate, but it does align with what I was already thinking, what I already think made sense. It's time to go back a little bit. It's time to go a little bit back into the time machine, hop into the time machine, and we set the charts for the last week of December of 2020, and now we hop out, and the Cubs have just traded you Darvish and Victor Caratini for Zach Davies and four players you'd never heard of before in your life. The Cubs traded uh, Darvish and Caratini for a holdover pitcher in Davies and four guys you'd never heard of in your life. And frankly, I hadn't, I, I had I heard of any of them? I don't think I'd heard of any of them. Um, Three of them are doing very well in Mesa. The fourth one isn't. But um, four guys who are who were acquired, the prospects were very developmental. Very developmental. They were not guys who were going to be getting plugged into the lineup next year. That was the information that we knew. There was nothing else that we really had to go on as far as what Jed Hoyer was looking for in trades. One holdover guy and four guys that were very distant from Major League Baseball. One holdover guy and four guys that were very far away from the Major Leagues. So if, as of that exact moment, the Cubs were going to make another trade of veteran for prospects, what would you expect would be the return? If past is a guide, which sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. You might expect a holdover and players that are far away from Major League Baseball. Now let's hop back into the time machine. Now we get back out. It's today. Okay, so if the Cubs were to trade Chris Bryant, or frankly anyone else, to the New York Mets. What would be the logical 
thought based on the information you already have as to who they might get back in return. And some people will say, ooh, I want the Cubs to get a major league ready starting pitcher. Okay, interesting thought. Well, what are you basing that off of? Well, that's what I want. Okay. Now, what's realistic? If the New York Mets are trading for Chris Bryant, if the New York Mets are trading for Chris Bryant, it is a trade for success in 2021 and nothing else. I'm going to say that one more time. If the New York Mets are trading for Chris Bryant, it is for 2021 success and nothing else. So if it's for 2021 success and nothing else, why would they trade a key piece off of their major league roster? They would not. They would rather keep their major league roster intact and trade players who are not on the major league roster. The New York Mets, if they are trading for Chris Bryant, might include a holdover piece. J.D. Davis is a possible idea. But um, mostly they're looking to trade future pieces, pieces not currently on the roster, pieces in the minor leagues, which is where the little bit of information that I ran into plays in. Someone was mentioning, I don't know, I don't know if it's accurate. I don't know if it's inaccurate. I don't know who they would be referring to. But supposedly a Chicago Cubs scout was recently seen at a St. Lucie Mets baseball game. The St. Lucie Mets are the lowest full season team the New York Mets have. It is the lowest squad they have off of the compound. So, if the Cubs are scouting the St. Lucie Mets, they are not scouting for a player who is likely to join the team next season. And I don't have the names down of the New York Mets on the St. Lucie Mets team, but tonight... After the Cubs have played. You know, it might not be a bad idea to dip in on the St. Lucie Mets. Because when you hear names like Shervin Newton and Robert Dominguez, those are two of the names I remember from doing the Mets research in the offseason. Uh... Those are the guys that the Cubs would probably be looking for from the New York Mets. They're not going to be, ooh, ooh, I, I, I demand a, a, a pitcher who's going to be ready to go next year. That's not going to be that. It's not going to be that. The Cubs very well may end up getting, for Chris Bryant, two prospects from the St. Lucie Mets and promptly flip them over to Myrtle Beach Pelicans. No, that that's not a lot. That's not a lot for Chris Bryant. Oh, they should get a whole lot. Chris Bryant 
for any team in Major League Baseball would be a 2021 only edition. He might sign an extension. He might not sign an extension. But it's not a case of the New York Mets, if they acquire Chris Bryant, would be acquiring Chris Bryant and getting exactly his 2016 production. No, that's not. They would be getting three months of a good player in 2021 in hopes of having success then. Maybe it would work. Maybe they would get into the playoffs because of having Bryant. Maybe they would get into the NLCS because of having Chris Bryant. Maybe yes, maybe no. But that's basically what they're looking at. Anyone acquiring Chris Bryant, anyone acquiring Anthony Rizzo, anyone acquiring Zach Davies, anybody acquiring Jack Peterson is acquiring them for 20 21 only, and because of that, the return will not be that huge. It won't be. How can they trade Chris Bryant for that? Because that's what he—that's the most that he'll bring. And if they don't trade him, they will—they very well might not get anything for him. So, uh, as you hear rumors, as you see articles about this, that, and the other thing. Instead of, ooh, this rumor here said the Cubs will be getting the fourth best prospect on the team. That's one way to look at stuff. I tend to look at where are scouts being seen. What are scouts looking at? Which teams seem to be resonating the most? Because you're familiar with the term ratioing, right? Where you get 17 people yelling at one and because the 17 people yell really loudly, they make the one person look like a fool. That's not what it's about. It's not what we're doing here. We're trying to figure out what's actually going to happen. We're not trying to alter the market. We're trying to figure out what will really happen. And as the Cubs trade pieces away, and they should trade pieces away, they're probably going to be getting back players in low A ball, in high A ball, preferably quite a distance away from Major League ball, and with years of development still to go. That's what the Cubs are generally looking for. And if the players are traded, that will probably be what they're getting. Now, maybe with a Craig Kimbrell trade, they will get a bigger name prospect that's quite a ways away from Major League Baseball. But the Cubs, I, I just don't really see a whole lot of interest in burning a whole lot of the prospect capital on getting a guy in AA or AAA. There's really not that much of a point. Because let's say the Cubs trade Andrew Chafin. Having a great season, they trade him away, they get back a guy in A-ball, low A-ball. While a lot of people will complain he should have been worth more than that, they should have gotten more than that. What they can do then is someone like um, Manny Rodriguez can come up to the major leagues. Dust, uh, Dylan Maples can come up to the major leagues. Then somebody like, oh, uh, Kane Eckert or Ethan Roberts can go up to AAA to replace the guy who came from AAA to the major leagues. 
then somebody who's pitching well at high A ball can replace the guy who left double A ball. Upward aggression. If you play well, you will move up. And that's the goal. Find players who are doing well, trade for those players who are doing well, and the players who are doing well currently in the pipeline, move them the heck up. That's the premise of trading for players in the lower minor leagues. And those players who get traded for in the lower minor leagues have a while to move up in the Cubs pipeline. That's what I see happening. Maybe I'll be wrong. But I, the, the premise of Chris Bryant bringing a blockbuster amount of, no, that's not going to happen. And it's not going to be for current pitching because the Mets need their current pitching that they have to play in October. The Cubs don't need anything now. Really, they don't. They're extending Justin Steele. Try to make him a guy who can get through the lineup twice. Hopefully that works. Hopefully he's still effective. Hopefully he stays healthy. But there's no rush for the Cubs to get to that 78-win plateau this season if they're trading. If they're trading their talent, they're trading their talent. And that will probably mean some losses in 2021 and maybe some losses in 2022, particularly if they're not drawing 35,000, 38,000 in Wrigley. So when Chris Bryant gets traded, when some, some of the other players get traded, don't expect it to be a double-A, triple-A guy. It'll be a guy. It'll be a guy. And... Hopefully that player ends up doing well, as happened with the Ryan Dempster trade back a number of years ago when the Cubs got a guy in A-ball. That was Kyle Hendricks. Um, So yeah, trades are going to start happening at some point, and I keep refreshing the Twitter. If there's not a trade by Saturday, there won't be a trade until Tuesday or Wednesday. There just won't, because now with the draft taking place at the same time as the All-Star game, there's really no reason for the front office to be paying any attention to tra- uh, trades during the draft because the draft is the draft is the most important three days of the year. So um, if there's nothing official by Saturday night, there won't be anything official. There just won't be, and they will wait until. Wednesday or Thursday, but yeah, I, ex- I I expect a bunch of trades. There will probably be fewer trades than I w- than I would want. But uh, and by the way, if your favorite player ends up getting traded, it's not yay. I'm happy that your favorite t- player got traded, and you now feel lost because you don't know what to do because your favorite player got traded. I'm looking to the future. I'm Team 2023 Plus. I want the Cubs to bring in players who are going to be potentially useful then. And until then, it'll be piecing things together. Uh, I've been on pl- I've been a fan of plenty of Cubs teams through the year where piecing it together is what they do all year long. And it looks like they're back to that now. Because a number of players who had been around for a while stopped performing all at the same time. So, uh, enjoy, and hopefully the Cubs play well against the Cardinals. Hopefully they do. 
But um, one way or the other, expect trades at some point relatively soon. And when the Cubs get players back in return, it's probably not going to be players that a lot of people are familiar with. Um, be safe. Be nice to others. And talk to you soon. Thanks. Bye.